Welcome to 15 Minutes to Wellness by the American Council on Exercise. I'm Dr. Michael Mantell, the ACE Senior Fitness Consultant for Behavioral Sciences and your host for this series. My goal today and for every podcast in our series is to discuss some small steps you can take to help you better your life and find happiness through optimal health. In each of these podcasts, I'll be interviewing a leading health and fitness expert, someone who's making a difference and who can make a difference in your life. I also want to welcome the hundreds of thousands of folks searching for positive ways to make fitness and nutrition a part of their daily, hectic, busy, tight, and budgeted lives. I'd like to welcome our listeners to the second installment of our fascinating conversation with Dr. John Rady. If you missed last week's episode, I encourage you to visit www.acefit.com fitcasts, where you can listen in or subscribe to this podcast. Dr. Rady is an associate clinical professor of psychiatry at Harvard Medical School and the best-selling author of Spark, the revolutionary new science of exercise in the brain. Dr. Rady has also written the groundbreaking ADHD Driven to Distraction series, The User's Guide to the Brain, The Neuropsychiatry of Personality Disorders, and so many more important papers and books. Dr. Rady, thanks so much for joining us again. Great. I'm glad to be here with you. Dr. Rady, in my practice as a psychologist that I've been doing for just about 40 years, I often advise people that before you decide to engage in coaching or therapy or training or counseling, whatever you want to call it, the first requirement is to become physically active. In fact, if you're not going to be active, you're not helping yourself, and you probably need to find another therapist. I know it's a bold statement, but it works. One of the groups I work with are kids, children, some of whom have ADHD, We know that exercise increases the chemical dopamine, which helps with attention and focus and helps calm people down. And yet so many teachers and parents, doctors, pediatricians, psychiatrists, want to just give kids Adderall or Ritalin or or Intuniv or whatever the latest drug is. What advice do you have to give to help parents understand the importance of activity for their kids who have attention deficit hyperactivity disorder? Well, the, you know, in 1990, when Dr. Hallowell and I first really got into uh, ADD at that time, um, we were very impressed with how many people were using exercise as treatments for their ADD. In other words, when they would run or play sports or the, the, the times the kids were on, in a, on a team during that particular semester. Their grades were better, their, their uh, performance was better, their behavior was better, and the same with our adults. And so we always talked about exercise as being the second or third most important treatment plan in someone with attention deficit disorder. Now, oftentimes it's not enough, but it certainly can help with uh, whatever medicine is being used, uh, and sometimes it, it obviates the need for any medication. 
Dr. Rady, it's one of the reasons I enjoy interviewing you so much. It's a very clear statement you're making. Exercise can obviate the need for most any medication in this area. Now I'd like to talk to you about stress. I believe that preventing illness is much more important than managing or treating it if you can. I liken it to the fence on top of the mountain instead of the ambulance at the bottom. And stress oftentimes comes from the way we think about events, people, places, situations. Uh, Not so much the actual person or place or event itself. Once stress manifests itself, one of the best ways to deal with it is to exercise, particularly cardio, before stress triggers the fight-flight response. What thoughts do you have about that? Yes, uh, quite a lot. In 2008, when, I, uh, when Spark came out, I talked about it uh, managing our, uh, uh, sort of the whole stress response in, in many ways, in turning on the sympathetic nervous system itself. It's harder to do that uh, when you are, the more fit you are, as well as, for many reasons, it's harder to trigger the, the, the fight-or-flight response and, and get into the real heavy-duty panic uh, uh, anxiety problem. However, this past year, we've learned uh, even more. I say we're drilling down into what really happens uh, when they trained up mice to be more fit. Uh, They found that they were, as many other people have shown this in the past, that they were more resistant to stressors in the environment. But then they went in and they looked at the cells that were that had grown in their hippocampus, which is the area of the brain for both memory learning and for controlling uh, the fight or flight response. What they found was that they grew cells that contained more of a substance called GABA, another neurotransmitter, the the, the most uh, important neurotransmitter for uh, as an inhibitor for the brain. And there were more GABA cells than any other kind of cells that were created so that the brain was saying uh, with a a dose of fitness that we had better uh, ability to put the brakes on, to hold us back from going into that final pathway of uh, fight-or-flight response. Dr. Rady, let's shift gears for a moment and look at the workplace. Just recently, there was an article written about cubicles, working in cubicles, not being our best friend. A big phenomenon of our times is a workforce spending much of their time in cubicles. And there's a direct conflict between spending time working in these cubicles and getting regular physical activity in the workplace. What thoughts do you have about that? I didn't read the article, but but for sure there is... Uh, a big effect uh, on on workplace wellness if you get people moving. Uh, the problem with our cubicles and our the usual desks in schools is that we, we put people into the seat, and and I like to use a, a popular phrase today that sitting is the new smoking, and 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 I think it means everything. 
people generally are talking about the effect on increasing obesity, increasing diabetes, increasing cardiac disease, but also increasing boredom, increasing depression, increasing stress, increasing lack of attention. Uh, so that alternatives are the standing desk or the, the so-called tread desk or the walking uh, desk, people call it, um, and they sell it now uh, because it's, it's, uh, those are ways of challenging right at the desk level your uh, tendency to just sit and, and be sedentary. That's great. Let's talk about PE in schools. What can we do in schools? We're talking about the importance of activity, not just organized sports, but physical activity, physical exercise in schools. One in three children in schools is obese today, but there's a way of promoting academics, health, dealing with obesity, the epidemic we see now of increasing diabetes in children. Isn't that correct? Right. Well, and and this year, last year, again, uh, the Institute of Medicine special panel came back with a a proposal, uh, their finding, after doing a year and a half worth of study, a finding saying that uh, PE, fitness-based PE, that is physical education with fitness first as a priority, should be every day. And why? Not just because of his health, the health reasons uh, for physical health, but because it raises test scores. Now, there, that indicates that there is so much evidence out there that the more active and fit the child is, the better students they are. And so one of the big pushes today, of course, is to get our kids uh, better on test scores and compete with the rest of the world. Uh, and we cut away physical education and recess. Now, the physical educators also have to change and are in the process, uh, in large part, of doing that to focus on fitness first uh, if they have the students uh, enough periods of the week uh, and long enough. And there are many studies that are out there that show that this has such a a very positive benefit. Well, Dr. Rady, it's been a pleasure chatting with you again today. I know we could go on and on, and if people want more information, they should go to your website, www.johnrady.com, J-O-H-N-R-A-T-E-Y.com. Of course, if you haven't read Spark, it's a revolutionary book, And if you're interested in ADD or ADHD, take a look at Driven to Distraction. These are great books. And let's watch for Dr. Rady's next book coming out in June, Go Wild. Dr. Rady, you've made it very clear that whether it's cognition or stress or aging or ADD or mood uh, upset or hormonal fluctuations, exercise is the best medicine that we have today. I want to thank you very much for the time you've given us here at the American Council on Exercise to help all of those who are listening today. I look forward to staying connected and continuing to work with you. I would enjoy that very much. Thank you. I'd like to thank all of you listeners who've joined us today. 
And as always, I encourage you all to subscribe to the podcast and continue your journey to health and fitness by visiting acefit.com, where you'll find everything you need to live your most fit and healthy life. You can explore literally thousands of healthy recipes, health and fitness videos and articles, workout plans, health programs, and creative ways you can get yourself and your family moving, and really expert insight on a wide range of topics. So join me next time on 15 Minutes to Wellness, which you can find at acefit.com slash fitcasts. I'm Dr. Michael Mantell, thanking you for being with us on 15 Minutes to Wellness. Wellness.